we are back um we're starting our podcast again we both finally yes we've had i think maybe one or two podcasts this year have we had no maybe one two two one or two yeah and we've been hoping that we'd have time to dedicate to this again so that it could be more consistent um but because of work and studies it just hasn't been really possible but we've both found ourselves um at a point in time now that we're kind of transitioning into new things that is opening up more um time for us to dedicate to um the podcast yeah. i'll be going to um training as a therapeutic counselor which is super exciting for me because i've been waiting for this for a while and i'm finally doing it mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll be doing a master's in editorial design in Barcelona, which is I've also been waiting for for a long time. And I've been waiting for for a long time so that we can both spend time in Barcelona. Yeah. So, um so yeah, so that's what's happening and so it just means that we are hoping that we will be able to release podcast episodes every month. Mhm. Um and we're hoping that alongside the podcast episodes we'll have um we want to have the podcast on podcast apps but also on youtube so that's why we're recording right now on zoom it's really the only platform we have available to us right now that will let us do this so we'll see how it goes um if it crashes then we will restart <laughs> um and we also are going to have monthly playlists um and uh so music playlists and yeah. just extra content sometimes related to whatever we're talking about i guess exactly so we'll have like a, a kind of a, a website up where you'll find all these things um and all the links to um or you know youtube channel and all of that yeah um so yeah so it's exciting we're hoping it will work and um we will keep you updated we'll also have an instagram account we're just trying to make this more of like more complete this time yeah um, and let us know what you think <laughs> so today is an exciting topic <laughs> yeah. we are I was going to say it was a very like spontaneous decision to choose this topic but I think it'll be a good one. <laughs> very relevant. So basically looking for a therapist. <laughs> um yeah, I guess you have more experience with this Hannah than I do because yeah. for me literally it's my first time doing this. Yeah, I guess like the reason we're doing this is because you currently have to look for a therapist and I've um been to therapy like three times. So I've seen three different people and then stopped for a little bit over a year and want to look for anyone as well, but we both kind of had trouble finding someone that we feel like will be helpful for us. Um yeah. so and you know what like i obviously i've always been interested i've been interested in getting into counseling as in training as a therapist and hopefully we'll be good at it but i've never been to therapy myself mm-hmm. um 
And I didn't realize how important that process of looking for a therapist was. As in, like, I had an idea, but until I actually had to go through it, which I'm going through it now, didn't realize what a, how complicated it can be. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it's just crazy. Like, I find myself, I'm just analyzing myself and like my habits, like, as in like my biases going through. Yeah. Like, list of therapists mm-hmm. um and I I'm sure other people have gone through this too so it's just uh yeah but like I think if we let if we go back to our childhood yeah when do you think is like your first time that you heard of like therapy I can't remember I assume it was probably like watching a movie or a tv show or something um which is probably not the best because it's usually not represented very well in my opinion (laughs) um yeah it's like oh crazy person is going to this doctor and they're crazy and oh my god like how how i don't know it's yeah yeah it's kind of seen as like uh an irrational thing like you have to be an irrational person to go And then also the process of therapy is sometimes portrayed in a very strange way, like not not the most accurate. Um, but I remember because the, the first time I ever went to a therapist or it was just once, it was one appointment and it was very random when I was probably like 15, I think. Um, and our mom took decided to take me to this therapist that I'm not sure how she knew about her, but it was some like hypnotherapy type of thing. Um, And obviously like for context, I guess, on what like led me to go there, um, I would say like I've always been a pretty like anxious person. And then when I was diagnosed with diabetes when I was 10, that obviously like made everything a lot stronger. Um, And so by the time I was like 15, I guess, it was probably obvious that I was not doing very well. Um, And so I went to that one appointment and I remember, like it was a very strange type of appointment, but I remember just like crying the whole time while I was talking because it was probably just like the first time I had let everything out. And then it was like a bit strange because she tried to like, I don't know, hypnotize, I don't know if hypnotize is the right word, but like, it was like, something like that and I remember it was um she made me like kind of lay back on a chair and close my eyes and started like making me visualize things but I just remember that the moment that I thought oh this is not gonna work was what like while she was doing it she said that one I would like not wake up I don't remember what word she used but like after this whenever I would see the color red I think or orange or something I would um, feel more confident or it was something like that. Cause I know like a lot of what I spoke about was like um, being very self-conscious and all of that. Um, so obviously that did not happen because I saw red things and nothing changed. Um, but then I remember I felt very relieved because I had like spoken for the first time, like for an hour, just about whatever I was feeling. But then she 
um, when like our mom came to pick me up, um, she spoke briefly to the therapist and she said that I was fine and like didn't need any more therapy. Um, and so that's why like, although I felt like for a while I thought, oh, that was really helpful and that like solved my issues because she said that I didn't need anything else. Um, but obviously therapy, like you can't help someone in one hour. Um, and I assume if somebody's crying for an hour that it, they're probably not going to be okay afterwards. Um, yeah. Oh my God. I honestly sometimes wonder like how, there has to be some form of regulation. Like how are these people practicing and making yeah. money? I mean, to be honest, I don't know enough about hypnotherapy. So I don't want to be critical without knowing yeah. but the fact that she's like a color is gonna solve your like now when you look at red that's gonna solve all your issues yeah and you might surround your life in red like wear red paint your room red yeah Just have red <laughs> weird yeah. um so that was your first time yeah my fr- well I'm first time but my I remember I was very um, I didn't know how to regulate my emotions mm-hmm. very well. I was pretty young and I was always overwhelmed with emotions, like all sorts. I just didn't know how to name them. Yeah. And, you know, like death anxiety. Um, and then as I grew up, issues with my um, self-esteem and my body mm-hmm. and anxiety and stress and just like all these different things. And I would cry often. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to explain it. And so a lot of the time, I think family members, or I would hear family members, not like, you know, parents and stuff, but yeah. who would also just cry as a child mm-hmm. and always saying that, oh, Tanya used to cry a lot. She used to do this. Or Tanya's angry. Tanya's like the angry type and whatever. Yeah. And it was things that I would hear that I didn't hear with my friends. It was like, it was like my family or like some family members saw me one way and then my friends saw me a different way. Mm-hmm. And it made me obviously, and I saw myself as I'm not an angry person. Yeah. Just certain make me angry or certain things I don't know how to regulate. And I'm obviously I was still a child. Like yeah. there's so much that you just step into when you're born. <laughs> And that you just don't know how to manage. And that's normal, right? But anyway, so when her mom suggested taking me to therapy, my reaction was super defensive because I also had that idea of therapy. You go to therapy if you're crazy. Like, yeah. And so I, I, I felt insulted. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what? You're telling me I'm crazy? Like, why would I go to therapy? Yeah. And that's really an issue with um the culture the society that we were living in but not just there like it exists all over yeah um that it that it just had this stigma and taboo yeah and like how would I tell my friends I'm going to therapy like what are they gonna think I think like just to interrupt like that idea of even if let's say it did mean you were crazy whatever that means then it's like seeing that as a negative thing is also yeah. there's so yeah. much like ableism where 
exactly. if there is something wrong with you, whether it's like mentally or physically or whatever, that it's like something is wrong with you and you need to fix yeah. that. And it's like a shameful thing. Yeah, way. because there are people that obviously are going to therapy not for for things much more severe than anxiety yeah. or like mild depression, things that are much more severe or they're having other neurological difficulties, let's say, yeah. uh, that there's so much stigma around. And the big thing is like within the education system, um, I know there's more conversations happening now, mm-hmm. but where we grew up in um, the UAE, it's still a growing sector and it's still very, it, it is in some ways still a taboo. And there aren't, at least in our school, there yeah. weren't conversations around mental health. Yeah. So it was almost like this distant thing, like, we like none of us are dealing with this when in mm-hmm. reality of course we were yeah um, degrees and then there's again this like you said like a um stigmatization of people who are dealing with very severe uh, mental health um issues wow okay they, they need help it shouldn't be a shouldn't be an issue right yeah <laughs> um so yeah so i think Anyway, so that made me not go to therapy. Then I went to university. I struggled with my body. Uh, I would say that even now I realize that I'm still struggling with my body. Um, But anyway, I ended up for many reasons never going. And I think another thing that it can, it leads to is that there's also this idea of, well, I'm not doing so bad. Why would I spend money on this? Mm -hmm. So that's where it ties in with capitalism. Yeah. And how do we make therapy more affordable and more accessible to everyone? Yeah. Um, will, in certain countries, the UAE, will insurance cover therapy? Mm-hmm. How severe do you have to be for insurance to cover it? Like, or um, in the UK, the NHS will provide certain forms of therapy. Normally it's CBT, mm-hmm. but also there's a long waiting list. And if you want to do more like talking t- therapies, like psychotherapy, um, more humanistic therapies, you're going to have to normally go through private, to go to private counseling. Yeah. I guess since you mentioned the other types of therapy, um, I think like, again, looking for a therapist again, that's like, makes it a bit complicated because I'll, I'll like my first experience was definitely like a stranger one and hypnotherapy I don't think is the most common (laughs) yeah what was yeah what was your experience so I mean that one obviously as I mentioned it was helpful and I didn't do it for long enough to really (laughs) an opinion on it either um then the second time I saw a therapist was um after my second year of university so I was 19 um and I remember like at that time you had spent like a month with me and you noticed that I was very anxious like constantly and you were like telling me a couple of times to New York yeah wow. oh it was after that yeah I don't even you're saying like I remember you being anxious but I don't even remember me being me suggesting yeah, it I remember you told me like a couple of times that I should like consider going to therapy and obviously like you were not saying it in an insulting way you were just like saying that I probably should go but I 
took it as like something wrong with me and again the same way of like because I guess because I've always been like um, very reserved with how I feel I wasn't like as outwardly like anxious or depressed as I saw other people um so it was also like oh no there's nothing wrong with me like why would I go to that and like how is anyone going to help me because I think then also the other thing is a lot of my anxiety was related to like having a chronic illness and um like those kinds of stressors that like I can't really escape and so it was like how is anyone gonna solve this issue um and then anyway eventually I like asked if I could I asked our mom if like I could go to therapy um, and that summer we were in Dubai. Um, so we called the clinic over here where like the therapy center. Um, and over there, the process was, cause there was a list of therapists on the website. Um, and I saw one that I thought like I might feel comfortable with and could be helpful. Um, but it turns out like their process is different. So you can't really choose who you go to therapy with. Um, so you have like a short phone consultation. Um, and the funny thing was that because I was 19 and you have to be like 21 to be um, like an adult over here, um, they actually wanted um, our mom to speak to the person and tell them what I was going through so that they could choose a therapist for me. Oh my god. Um, but then like she said that it that didn't make any sense because I was the one like going through whatever I was going through. So like how could she explain it? So they allowed me to be the one to speak to um I'm assuming who was like a therapist as well, the person I spoke to. Um and then he basically assigned the therapist that he thought would be helpful for that. Um so the therapist I saw was very nice and like I felt very comfortable with her at the beginning and it was uh, basically just CBT therapy which at the beginning was very helpful because I I didn't understand like what anxiety was and like what I had been dealing with for so many years so and, and th- at that point I was having a lot of panic attacks like multiple times a week so the like exercises and like worksheets that she was giving me were helpful for like figuring out how to like what to do when you're having a panic attack because you can't like talk to anyone at that moment to like let go of what you're feeling you kind of have to like do certain things to calm you down um so that was really helpful um it wasn't as helpful for the more like low like depressive um thoughts that I was having but eventually um I'd say like after a few months it was not as um helpful but then um because I I started off by going I think twice a week and then it was once a week um and then I went back to New York so I was uh doing it through Skype and then eventually it was just like whenever I wanted to schedule an appointment I could schedule an appointment Um, but the issue that I like started finding with that is that in, it's very much about like the present, like what did you do today? What happened today that made you anxious and what do you do to solve that? But it wasn't 
for me personally, it wasn't like, okay, but what is like making you anxious? Of of it. Like, yeah, how am I doing that way? Exactly. Uh, and so like, it was frustrating because it was always like, the appointments were kind of just, um, okay, so what happened in this past week? And so I would spend an hour talking about what happened in the past week and then it would end and it was like, oh, you're doing a great job at managing your anxiety. But like the like depression, it wasn't helpful because there wasn't like anything happening that was like causing that. Like there was no specific trigger that I could say this happened yesterday and that's why I was feeling uh, low. Yeah. Um, And so eventually I just stopped scheduling appointments because it was getting like just, it was almost like more exhausting to have to find what happened in the past week. Um, So I like stopped for a while. And then in that was while I was doing my thesis project in illustration, which was kind of like a almost like diary type of thing that I wrote about like certain moments of anxiety from my childhood. And I think that's when I realized like, cause so much came up while I was working on that. And that's when I realized like, there was so much from when I was really young that I could connect to the like more depressive or like anxious thoughts that I was having now um, that I hadn't had the chance to talk about to anyone. Yeah. Um, and then the following semester, I started taking a class on psychoanalysis. And it was like, obviously, a psychoanalysis is very much about like childhood and like yeah. that. Um, and so I found a psychotherapist in New York. Um, and that process, like, I, I went through so many psychotherapists. And I remember, like, the reason I ended up going to the one I chose was because. Um, in her description, she mentioned that she specifically likes to um, work with people who are in some sort of creative field. And also, um, she like, has a lot of um, experience in like feminist theory. And like, she clearly mentioned that as well as like existential uh, anxiety. And so it just seemed like perfect, because I could take into account the ways that maybe like, other factors in like the world were also affecting me um which I think like is something that people don't realize like a lot of political issues can cause uh, mental issues as well or like mental health issues as well and so if you're not able to speak about that or feel comfortable speaking about that with a therapist it can be a bit like counterintuitive it's so true. It's so true because that's exactly what I've experienced now looking for a therapist. I, I told you that like, um, I, so there's obviously different directories that I've looked within. One of them is um, specifically um, for, it's called Batin. So it's like for Black, Asian, and other like ethnic minority um, um, therapists. Yeah. So I looked within that directory thinking, okay, well, maybe they're going to have more of a, I'll be able to relate more to therapists who maybe yeah. are registered on that directory, who may have a better understanding of um, cultural differences um, and race and gender. 
And actually I found um, one who I was, seemed to be, that I thought maybe I could relate to. I actually have to look up her profile. I can't remember why, but she actually never got back to me. So I still don't know if she has space or not. Um, And then I was looking on other directories. And so, you know, you can filter it. So you can, so first I just put in, I think I put in like integrative therapy because that's what I'm going to be training. And I thought maybe like it'll be useful to go to a therapist who works in that way as well. Anyway, there were like 500 plus therapists when I filtered for those specifics. Then I, you can put in like keywords. And so I was like, let me see. I put in um, race, just mm-hmm. race. You know, like they write in their own, yeah, uh, kind of their own biography or like description of how they work. Yeah. And with race, there were only 14 results. From like 500 plus, it went down to 14. Then I put in um, culture, mm-hmm. 27, 27 results. <laughs> then I put in feminist, two results. And with diabetes, I just put it in out of curiosity. There were three results. Yeah. Um, and that like tells you how, how important it is for therapists to have an understanding and work from a perspective where they take into account the sociopolitical sphere, yeah. take into account um intersections of race gender class sexuality um and other um other kind of positions that you might occupy in our you know socio-political sphere why that that's important because it's obviously what we're living in and so remember i found a colombian therapist i was telling you and my first thought like i was like Oh, you know, she lives feminist. And then I, I said to you, I was like, what if she supports Rudy? <laughs> it's like far right president. Yeah. Uh, by the way, like, we know a lot of people who love him. We don't love him. Um, <laughs> I was like, that was my thought. I suddenly was like, what if she likes him? Because it's such a common thing to like this guy. Um, and then obviously I saw her price and it was like 120 pounds an hour. And I was like, okay never mind I cannot afford this <laughs> I'm looking for like maximum 50 pounds <laughs> so um and when I saw that I like those little kind of reactions that I have mm-hmm. are so telling because obviously I don't want to filter myself when I'm speaking when I'm going yeah. to therapy um and it's that's the like the complexity of looking for a therapist especially yeah. for someone who's consciously political yeah you know if you're not if you're not aware that you're political mm-hmm. it's easier and you think like well whatever like any therapist will do yeah you're saying like there should be a directory for like leftist therapists yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i really want that because I just do not want to be worried about like what the, this therapist's political views are but like so okay so there was one therapist I mean there were two therapists that I contacted mm-hmm. who do not have space at the moment um and then one therapist actually got back to me I didn't tell you oh that's good. so she's um the one 
who I don't think I should name her, but she's, um, I believe, Asian. I'm from her name. I'm assuming she's Pakistani or Indian origin. Maybe. I don't know. I'm assuming. Um, And um, she, in her, like, description, discusses culture. She's worked with refugees. um, And it just seems like I could potentially feel comfortable with her and at the same time this is what I realized like we're literally judging people by their pictures and by like what their biography like their description says yeah it's difficult not to (laughs) yeah when I've like gone through the website sometimes I'll see one and just think like I don't know if I'll feel comfortable with this person which is a like not the best way to judge a therapist but also it like you can't control how you might feel like when you like if you meet someone and your first reaction is some sort of like oh I'm not sure about this person then you're gonna end up filtering yourself in the session also yeah. uh, and m- maybe not but it's probably best not to go there. like also you know I, I have to admit that I naturally will feel more comfortable f- with someone who identifies as a woman. Yeah. Why? Like, probably for like multiple reasons of things that I've experienced that you begin to kind of be concerned about maybe being in that very intimate space with a counselor who's obviously professional, but is a man. Um, but at the same time, like there are, when I was looking through it, there were certain male counselors that I thought hmm, maybe I could go to yeah. therapy but I think it also goes back to them identifying in a certain way as in taking on fe- a feminist position taking on uh, um, you know like being aware of their own um, power yeah. which is very important um, but I would really love to hear other people's experiences of looking for a therapist because I'm sure it's not just us yeah definitely. Um, yeah I think yeah for me for example like another thing now that because the, the other therapists that are seeing the psychotherapist um that like I found that therapy very helpful although it's it is a very like exhausting type of therapy because the therapist says nothing and you're just kind of lying down there um speaking for an hour and it'll be like if you say something that um they think might need a little bit more like exploration then they'll ask you a question and then you elaborate on that um or for example like dream analysis like I yeah one of the sessions was kind of like talking about a dream I had had the like night before um and that was very helpful um but it's very draining because you're kind of almost doing most it seems like you're doing most of the work obviously it's the therapist is doing something um but then yeah anyway so because I haven't been like stable in one place I had to kind of stop the sessions and so now that I'm going to Barcelona I've been like trying to figure out where um or like who I can see when I'm there um but then language is an issue because although obviously I speak Spanish 
I won't be able to express myself as easily as in English. And then the other thing, obviously trying to find somebody who I feel like their like viewpoints might be more in line with mine. Um, and then specifically trying to find someone who um, knows something about disability or chronic illness, because I feel like in my experience, um, it's just like, I feel like a lot of people don't know what to do with people whose kind of anxieties um, are very like real. Yeah. A like common thing when people talk about anxiety is like, oh, your thoughts aren't real. Um, and you know, you have to challenge the thoughts and like just think about reality and like what is true. But if, for example, like one of my biggest anxieties, not as much now, but like before was uh like losing my eyesight. And so like I can't say I'll challenge that thought because it's not real because it is a common side effect. Um, yeah. Having, or like complication of having diabetes or uh, going into a coma when I'm asleep. Like that is a very possible thing. So how do you help someone when their anxiety is about like a very true- It's real. You can't say, oh, it's in your head. It's not in your head, you know? And yeah. the same thing with like uh, death anxiety. Yeah. You say that it's not real because it is. So, <laughs> like, how yeah. do you solve that? Because obviously nobody has the answer that exactly. you're looking for. Um, so, yeah, that's another thing I think. Um, it's true. It's These are like things that are very. Um, they're they're very real and can't be dismissed and it can't be treated with just change your your way of thinking about it you know or like think that it's not real or like it's just your thoughts and then change that it's like it goes beyond that yeah and like the same as if somebody is struggling because of uh struggling like emotionally because of racism or like you again it's a very real threat that exactly so how do you you like it can't just all be about challenging your thoughts because yeah and and that's why like the that's why therapy and politics is very intertwined like it's important to think about Mm -hmm. and including disability justice because um it's not really it's i mean I guess once I start my training, I'll see how much it's actually spoken about. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's extremely important um, who, for me, working with young people who are neurodiverse, who have, for example, ASD, um, they will need someone who understands that they're, understands or, not saying has experience but can empathize with their struggles and understand that in our society and within capitalism it's a struggle to survive Mm -hmm. and you can't dismiss that and make it kind of the therapy room is a vacuum it's me and you and the client um, has to figure out their own emotions but in a vacuum and let's not discuss anything else that you know yeah 
or why, what is causing these kinds of emotions. And with death, it's a big thing because, well, it's, a, <laughs> it's something that's gonna happen to all of us. And so obviously it's a very real anxiety. Um, and I think we probably have like five minutes. Okay. <laughs> Let us know if you want part two of this because I think we could keep going on about um, looking for a therapist. Um, but if you have other, other things that you think that we could discuss around this. Mm -hmm. um, so, okay, so if you're looking for a therapist, what do you think? What are things, obviously you're gonna look for someone who has an awareness of disability. What do you think are like the most important things for you? Uh, for me, again, I would probably also be feel more comfortable with like a woman. Um, also, I guess it would be ideal if they um, mentioned something about like feminism or some sort of like political issue. Um, probably not CBT therapy because I don't think that's for me. Um, yeah, I think those are the main things. And then also insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's true because like, again, like, okay, we're saying woman, but what if that woman's like, ha that woman has really, um, just like her views don't align with yeah. ours. Then you're gonna be like, well, I'd rather go with a man whose views align with mine, you know? But then there's that like, I think there's that difficulty of we live in a body where we experience certain things that only people who live in, let's say, I'm not saying every every person in like a typical female body experiences the same thing, but I mean like you might internalize obviously this idea that you're gonna feel more at ease. Mm -hmm. be kind of like a common ground. Yeah. Uh, this isn't always the case and that's why it's so complex. That's why it's difficult. And that's why this whole process of looking for a therapist is difficult. Like I, at the moment, think that I'll probably go with this therapist, mm -hmm. respond. But then there's always this, this like, but what if there's someone who's like, who I'll relate to even more? But then I also have to get rid of that because. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll have this video on YouTube, you're probably watching it on YouTube, hopefully if everything went right. Yes. Um, and on the podcast app. And I would love to talk about this more in other topics as well. We have other things like in mind for the next episodes. Um, but please, if you can subscribe yeah. and to all the channels possible to <laughs> like our channel. And um like rate us, leave us comments. It'll just help us, it'll allow us to have more time and space to dedicate to this um, yeah. and also kind of spread it further. And, and if you have any suggestions and also we're gonna put up the playlist for the month so you can listen to that. It'll be linked on the website. Yep. Um, what else? I feel like I have so much to say on this, but we'll hopefully, we're going to try having maybe like a short reading list. Yeah. Uh, link to this episode as well. Um, and yeah, send us your kind of experiences with looking for a therapist too. 
and any suggestions are welcome. And um, that's it, I guess. <laughs> Thank you for watching and listening. And um, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually quite excited about. Yeah, I'll be good. Yeah. And if you can uh, go to therapy, then you should. <laughs> you have the ability to. <laughs> you have the yeah. recommendation. Yes. <laughs> so we will uh, see you or speak to you next time. Yes. Bye. <laughs>